0: So I'm Angie Meadows, and this is The Rock of Recovery. And I'm Bobby Snyder. Yes. And we're going to identify our carnal thinking today so that we can get ourselves out of these mental prisons and out of our trauma traps and be able to reprogram our thinking. And we're going to have to heal our hearts in order to do that. So the verse I want to talk about today is those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Romans 8, 5. So I want you to think about where your mind is and not allow it to go to that negativity, and those habitual carnal thinkings. So in the introduction, habitual carnal thinking indulges and nurtures is like indulged and nurtured like a pot of homemade stool simmering all day will set the trap for a mental prison if we ever hope to change we must recognize the thinking that drives our behaviors 35 years ago i declared myself an atheist and embraced my carnal thinking and my life was a mess but take heart if that's you because by the grace of god you can find hope so we're going to start identifying these different types of minds. And in this lesson, we're going to go through the scriptures and we're going to look for the type of mind that it's discussing. So the first one is Colossians 2.18. And the question is, what kind of a mind is identified by false humility, worship of angels puffed up with arrogance or idle notions? And the verse says, do not let anyone who delights in false humility, and the worship of angels disqualify you from the prize. Such a person goes into great detail, but what he has seen and his unspiritual mind puffs him up with idle notions. So there is a time when I have un- an unspiritual mind, and I am puffing myself up with arrogance. So when I see my arrogance, I know I need to work on this unspiritual mind.
1: I think staying right size is, is one of the biggest things that we face too. Um, I can think, uh, because I, because I only think about myself 90% of the time when I'm in a self-centered, uh, mode, motive or not motive, but, uh, mode. Um, but I can think once I've got this, you know, I can think, of, you know, I got this <laughs> and, uh, when I really didn't have too much to do with me getting it, uh, you know, I did the legwork. But but for for me, recovery is a spiritual thing, a spiritual change, which allows me to start acting and, and feeling different. Um, but I can't take all the credit for it. So once I think I've got it, uh, I've had it. <laughs> uh, so to speak, because, I, because uh, I, I once I start taking the credit for those things, like it talked about in that scripture, that my head will get big, uh, it'll dilute my vision, uh, it'll make things blurry, and uh, I will not rely on the thing that really got me to where I am today.
0: Yeah, it it, it uh, that arrogance is, is is very much a false humility sometimes, where I'm pushing other people away. Now the second one. Is in Deuteronomy 28 16 and 18 it's a called confusion of mind so what happens or should happen if you do not obey and carefully follow the commands of the Lord it says in 16 you will be cursed in the city and cursed in the country in 28 it says the Lord will afflict you with madness blindness and confusion of mind <laughs> I can relate to all of you. Yeah, yeah, me too. I when I'm when I'm confused, I'm in my carnal trap. I'm in my carnal thinking. Number three, Deuteronomy 28, 65B. What kind of a mind is referenced in this verse and what other struggles struggles in verse 64 go along with this type of mind? And the type of mind we're looking at is an anxious mind and a despairing heart. Then the Lord will scatter you among all the nations from the end of the earth to the other, and there you will worship other gods of wood and stone, which neither you nor your fathers have known. And there the Lord will give you an anxious mind, eyes weary with longing, and a despairing heart. So when I'm anxious, my focus is not on the Lord and on his ability to make evil into good and his ability to save me. So how's how's the anxiety how's the anxiety in your life is it um is it ruling you because if you've got anxiety that's where you've got to put your focus and say where's the root behind that what is my focus on other than the lord so job 17 4 what kind of mind inhibits our triumph it's called a closed mind you have closed your minds to understanding
1: therefore you will not let them triumph. So- in, re- in recovery we talk about three indispensable principles: that honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. So if I'm talking about closed mind right off the bat, I'm missing one of the three core ingredients mm-hmm. of being in recovery because you know, I, if I knew how to stay sober, why didn't I just do it? <laughs> you know if i I have to be open-minded to the other ideas that other people have uh, on other ways to get plugged in on other ways to get connected uh, on other ways to recover um, if I keep doing what, my mind says to do, I'm going to keep getting what I get and my personal experience was 30 years of, of in and out of the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous and never really being able to live a free life because I was, again, I was bound, like we talked in the last episode, I had this mental prison because I was stuck in my old ways of thinking. I thought because they had worked for a particular period of time, like I stayed sober a year last time. If I keep doing the things I did, I'll stay sober again another year. But really, is it just about staying sober for a year? Or is it about permanent sobriety and permanent freedom, uh, lining my will up with God? So I kind of see some people in recovery that are
0: sober from substance use, but they're mentally not sober. And I can look at them and see, oh, they still have that stinking thinking. Yeah, we call them dry drunks. <laughs> and and it's not going to be long before you see them go back out because they don't have the thinking skills to keep moving forward. So this next one is called Double-Minded. What type of mind does the psalmist hate in Psalms 119, 113, and what does he love? He says, I hate double-minded men. But I love your law. So the dictionary calls a double-minded man shifty, guile, sneaky, cheating, crooked, deceitful, and deceptive.
1: <laughs> I have also been all of those. <laughs> yeah, me
0: too. <laughs> and I think I'm those things with myself in my Is own triple-minded? mind. <laughs> yeah, triple-minded.
1: <laughs> you got a point
0: there. Okay, Proverbs twelve eight. I love the Proverbs. If you don't know what to where to go in the Bible, just hit the Psalms. the Proverbs. The Proverbs teaches you how to understand men and their hearts and your heart and Psalms teaches you how to relate and worship God. So Proverbs 12 8 what kind of mind is despised? A man is praised according to his wisdom but men with warped minds are despised. So I want to work on my warped stinking thinking. I want to work on getting my thinking lined up with the Word of God and not lined up with what uh, my flesh desires or what happened to me in the past or what somebody else said about me, but I want to line my mind up with what God says about me, that I'm loved with an everlasting love, that He draws me with His tender loving kindness, that He knew me before I was born, that He knows the number of hairs on my head. that his thoughts of, of me are more than the thoughts of the sand of the sea. Can you imagine? And so if I think that I'm in his way, If I think that uh, he doesn't have time for me, that the Lord doesn't want me, what I'm doing is identifying with people in my life that have hurt me and wounded me. And that's a warped type of thinking, just not to receive that love and that affection from the Lord. There's a darkness there that puts me in that mental prison that lands me into this carnal thinking. So Proverbs... 2333 says, What effect does linger long with wine or alcohol cause your mind to do? It says, Your eyes will see strange sights and your mind imagine confusing things. That's the story of my 30s. <laughs> You know, I didn't have any excuse, I didn't have any alcohol, I had the uh, enabling behaviors where I was dealing with people with substance use disorder and, and desperately loving them and wanting them to change, and, and it gave me those strange sights and that confusion in mind, and I would imagine things that were happening that were not happening. <laughs> so, I, that was
1: usually chemically induced for me. <laughs>
0: What I had to learn to do was stay in the present moment and enjoy this moment. And if it's not happening right now, not to conjure it up in my mind that, oh no, what about this and what about that and what if this happens and what if that happens? But I had to stay in the present and enjoy the moment. Now number eight, we only have a few more. Number eight, Ezekiel 12, no, Ezekiel 21, 24. If we keep our guilt or our iniquity in our minds by the expression of open rebellion, what may happen to us? It says, therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Because you people have brought to mind your guilt by your open rebellion, revealing your sins in all that you do, because you have done this, you will be taken captive. So what I find with myself is if I indulge guilt, shame, and condemnation, I am at that low rung of victim and Victimization. I am making myself into that victim, so I literally have to bring that guilt up, and I have to release it to the Lord and say, "Lord, I'm not gonna focus on my guilt.
1: I'm gonna focus on Your love for me." Absolutely. Um, I can't. I can't focus on the negative and the positive at the same time. Uh, so. Once I make that transition and start moving that way, I, I, I got such a better shot. <laughs> Number nine, we two more. Daniel 4.16. King
0: Nebuchadnezzar had a dream that warned him of judgment because of his pride. He was driven to the field for seven years until he acknowledged that the Most High God was sovereign over the kingdoms of men. So what kind of a mind did God give him? The Lord in Daniel says, let his mind be changed from that of a man and let him be given the mind of an animal till seven times passed by for him mind of an animal and you know when my loved one was in the streets uh, he was in the streets for about eight years and there was nothing i could do to get him out i he, he apparently didn't want to get out of the streets every time i'd get him out of the streets and get him in a rehab he'd end up right back there within a week or two and there was uh, like an animal's mind he could not think his way into sobriety. He couldn't think of his way to even get to the soup kitchen or the mission or a sober house. He was literally blocked with darkness.
1: I can relate. I got myself down to a very primal level. Um, And that's where I started realizing that it was amazing that how comfortable I could get even at such low places. Uh, Like, it didn't bother me that I did not have an address. Mm -hmm. Uh, As long as I had a place to go. Uh, being homeless was not an issue, uh, I, I was, and I used to think that I was some kind of high-bottom drunk that I still had my faculties and all that stuff together, but man, I've really hit the bottom of the barrel out there. I've lived on the streets of Cincinnati for months, mm-hmm. I, I did not have a home, I, I slept under a bridge. I actually told Rocky one time, <laughs> he said, come on back to Huntington, I just got a new house, it's newly remodeled, you can move in, you know, it's really, it's really nice. And I told them, I said, why would I want to come back to Huntington and live in a, a $60,000 house when I can sleep under this $10 million bridge? Mm. And, and I was yeah. half serious because yeah. of the freedom that was involved by me not having any responsibility. And I no I was, accountability. I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And I really was just dying a slow death yeah um, and I thank God that there was an intervention yes
0: yeah, so we're gonna work through the last one here and then the next lesson we're gonna talk about identifying uh, a recovery from this carnal thinking and how to have the mind and the heart of Christ so number 10 James 1 6 through 8 what kind of my mi- mind makes a man unstable but when he asks he must believe and not doubt because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind that man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord he is a double-minded man unstable in all his ways and Bobby there are times where I have really felt unstable and I have wrestled my husband says, I'm a great wrestler, <laughs> but I have wrestled my thinking, left, right, left, right, left, right, you know, black, white, black, white, you know, where to just, and sometimes I was uh, condemning myself over religious things that I had been taught, trying to uh think that if I was better or I performed more that God would love me more and that I had to earn it and and I had to get out of that thinking too. It was the opposite of what you were you're saying. I mean, it was me just trying to just, you know, work harder, or try better, or do more and it just the Lord wasn't letting me stay there and be happy. He wanted me to recognize that his love is not connected to what I do, to who I am, to what I'm performing. It's connected to Him and to His love and to His righteousness and what He did for me and how He's always loved me. And that love for me does not change.
1: That's good. Yeah, so read the exercise there. Choose any of the remaining verses and make up your own question and answer study. If you can name a problem, God's Word has an answer with a precept statue principle or command to guide your thinking learn how to use a bible concordance do word studies this skill can unravel any confusion make a note of the type of mind you currently indulge soon we will claim our inheritance and develop a christ-like mind first mm. corinthians two sixteen. but we have the mind of christ we
0: have the mind of christ and that's what we're going to learn in the next lessons. so here i'm going to read to you uh, a few more of the different types of minds that you can find in the Bible. The closed mind in Isaiah 44, 18. A deluded mind in Jeremiah 14, 14 and 23, 26. A divisive mind with evil thoughts in Ezekiel thirty eight ten, A troubled mind that's unable to sleep in Daniel 2, 1. A terrified mind in Daniel 4, 5. A disturbed mind in Daniel seven fifteen an earthly concerned mind in Matthew 16:23 an out of your mind in Acts 12:15 a poisoned <laughs> a poisoned evil mind in Acts 14.2 a fleshly carnal mind in Romans 8 a fleshly sinful mind in Romans 7 a naive mind that's easily deceived in Romans 16.18 a dull veil, blinded mind in 2 Corinthians 3.14 a blinded mind by the God of this age in 2 Corinthians 4.4 a deceived mind led astray in 2 Corinthians 11.3 a minding earthly things brings shame in Philippians 3.19 19, a corrupted mind robbed of the truth in 1 Timothy 6, 5, a depraved mind opposed to the truth in 2 Timothy 3, 8, and unbelievers have corrupted minds and consciences in Titus 1, 15. So then let's talk about how in the world we're going to be able to develop a God, a Christ-like mind. And the way that I was able to do this was to just study the word mind, m i n d and recognize when I was dropping into a fleshly carnal mind and when I was developing the mind of Christ. So in the next lessons, we're going to be developing that mind of Christ. So read the application,
1: Bobby. Our own thoughts bind us in mental prisons. I do not have the luxury of thinking my own thoughts. They are anxious, fearful, bitter, self-absorbed, etc. If I identify my carnal thinking and reject it, and develop the mind of Christ, I can walk in a place of total peace. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your path. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6.
0: There was one time when my loved one had fevers of 106 and uh, he was in the ICU and they were telling me that he wasn't going to make it. And I just went to my prayer closet and I fell on my feet and my face and I just said, Lord. This has gone on and on and on and on and on. This has been like the fifteenth time they've called me, telling me that he's gonna die. I mean, he overdosed sixty, seventy times, and you know, cut himself, stabbed himself, burned himself, uh, slit his wrist. Uh, you know, pulled him off of ladders with ropes around his neck, and it just—it was just so much trauma that I was going through, and this day was particularly. Uh, fearful, and it just gripped me in my stomach with all this anxiety, and when I hit my knees in that prayer closet, this verse came alive, and it immediately dropped peace into me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and you know within a week, I had Him in a rehab, and this verse was carved on the walls of their chapel. Must have been the Salvation Army
1: because I went through a Salvation Army program and they had that that was our life verse. Yes, we recited it all day. Yes, trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord. So every time
0: you're anxious and you recognize one of these carnal thinking patterns, I want you to recognize that God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And that's your principle in this lesson. God's thoughts are higher than my thoughts. So instead of thinking my thoughts, I'm going to choose to trust the Lord. I'm going to recognize that. Oh, I got that double-mindedness. I got that warp mind. I've got that animal mind. I'm going to stop it, turn, and draw near to God and choose to have the mind of Christ and to trust
1: Him. So hop on here to read the conclusion. The only way to battle the enemy of confusion or double-mindedness is to ask for wisdom from God. Search God's word for wisdom and apply it to your life. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. James 1 through 5. Yes, and
0: and we need wisdom to be able to unravel that warped thinking, that stinking thinking, that carnal mind, that fleshly mind. We need God's wisdom. So let me uh, wrap it up here with our verse. As for me... I will behold your face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with your likeness. Psalm 17, 15. There are many times when I was in this carnal thinking and in this confusion and double-mindedness that I would be on my knees by my bed saying, Lord, don't let me be satisfied. Don't let me be satisfied until I wake up looking like you. So Lord Jesus, deliver us from this double-minded confusion. Help us to seek and to search your word for wisdom like searching for a hidden treasure help me to find the words of life and eat them nourish me to become a mighty in spirit and the verses i took to write this prayer was james 1 6 through 8 proverbs 2 Verse 4, Jeremiah 15, 16, and Zechariah 4, 6. So just take the scriptures and turn them into prayers and speak to yourself with the words of God. Because when we speak to ourselves, when carnal thinking, it lands us into a dark place really fast. And I don't have the luxury to think my own thoughts. I know my thoughts are dark, they're carnal, they're, they're destructive, and I have to think God's thoughts. And as I do, He heals me, He heals my mind, He heals my heart. So this is Angie Meadows, And this is Bobby Snyder. And we're coming to you from Expression Studio in Huntington, West Virginia. Um, And we hope that you joined us again and that you enjoyed this program. If you'd like to listen to it again on my podcast, my podcast is Rock a Recovery. It's on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Pandora. And we'll get this posted soon. So we'll see you later. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye.